Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Faith Life 365. My name is Tim Hardison. Man, I'm really excited about being here today to talk with you about faith. Thank you for joining me. And uh, so you're probably asking, what is this Faith Life 365 all about? Well, the purpose of this podcast is to explore the many facets of faith in Christian life. You know, what is faith? How do you get faith? How does faith work? How do you use faith? Can you grow faith? What areas does faith cover? Examples of faith, misconceptions about faith. What exactly does God's Word say about faith? Well, the objective of Faith Life 365 is to conduct a study into God's Word focusing on faith, to explore what God is saying to us about faith in His Holy Word, the Bible, and how to live in faith 365 days a year. In late 2019, God started dealing with me in my spirit to renew my heart, mind, and soul in His Word and to focus on faith. I began to read and study and listen to everything I could about faith. I didn't know why God was dealing with me so strongly about faith. You know, I mean, I was struggling with my own issues, just, I mean, general issues in life, you know, work, home, uh, you know how that goes. Uh, things at work irritate you, things get on your nerves, things at home, then you bring it home, then things at home get on your nerve. Um, just your normal day-to-day -day type stuff. And uh, I had built up a lot of anger and frustration over some issues. And quite frankly, I wasn't pleasant to be around a lot of the time. Um, but I committed to God to renew my mind in His Word and to live in faith. And almost immediately, my life began to change. Um, the anger and the frustration just kind of melted away. You know, not to say that I didn't still have some anger issues over some things and that, uh, you know, everything was just instantly snap your fingers better. Uh, it wasn't like that, but the anger and the frustration just started going away. Uh, problems, uh, things that seemed big at the time just seemed so much smaller and insignificant. And uh, then one day uh, in early January of 2020, while I was studying faith, I was praying and God spoke up in my spirit to start a podcast on faith. And the name Faith Life 365 just popped up in my spirit, living faith 365 days per year. Now, I didn't know anything about a podcast or other than I listened to several people on occasions. Um, so, I, you know, I was praying to God and I was like, God, I, I don't, I'm not qualified. I don't feel qualified to host a podcast on any subject, certainly not faith. And God replied back in my spirit, have faith in me. And well, here we are. Um, you know, I had no idea at the time that the world would soon be thrown into chaos, fear and panic over what we now know as the coronavirus or the COVID-19 uh, originating in the Wuhan province of China. But what better time to talk about faith? What better time to renew our minds in God's word? I mean, this isn't a time for fear and panic. Uh, this is a time for faith in God. These are the times God has given us faith for. Um, I mean, if you look, you could see the panic, the, the grocery store shelves wiped out, cleared out, uh, toilet paper. My, my goodness. Some, I mean, there's some people that sit for a long time with toilet paper. But these are things that happen from fear and panic. Um, now, I'm not knocking, you know, if you, you have a storage and you store stuff up for bad times or you have things set aside and uh, that's that's good preparation. Uh, what I'm talking about is the panic buying. I mean, the, the grocery store shelves just empty. That's panic. That's fear. 
And um, so that's what we need faith in God for. You have no doubt heard many people, and ministers included, telling us during this time, you know, just have faith during this time of crisis. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Just have faith. Uh, the word faith is often used in church. It's used by Christians on a regular basis. But what exactly do we mean when we use phrases like just have faith? You just have to have faith in God. Keep the faith. Just have faith in God, and it's all going to work out. Now, if you have faith and it's God's will, you will receive whatever you've asked for. You know, if, if you have enough faith, God will heal you. And the list goes on. I mean, I'm sure you've heard these or very similar phrases. Um, what do they really mean? Are they true? Do you know? Uh, interesting, many people really don't. If you ask most people, some ministers included point blank, what exactly do you mean when you tell me to have faith? Just have faith. Well, I'd say many, if not most, can't give you what I would call a solid answer. Uh, they may quote a verse or multiple verses in the Bible that speak of faith, but can they tell you what faith means and how to apply it? Have faith has become an expression that sounds good, but is often used without real understanding. Uh, there, there are even secular songs like Faith by George Michael. You know the song, you just got to have faith, 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 or something like that. No, forgive my singing. It's a catchy tune and phrase, but do we understand what faith really is? Do we understand what biblical faith is? Do we truly believe in faith? And if so, do we know how to apply it in our lives 365 days per year? What does God's Word really say about faith? What did Jesus say about faith? Can we truly live in faith as people who are uh, upheld as faith examples in the Bible did? How do we live a faith life according to God's Word 365 days a year? Now, I'm not professing to have all the answers, but I can assure you God does. You know, my intention is for us to explore faith and the many branches and topics surrounding faith. And I would ask that as you listen and as we explore, you ask God to reveal to you the true meaning of faith and how you are to apply it in your life. I want to spark a desire in your spirit to gain a full and complete understanding of faith and how to apply it in your daily life, as that is my desire for my personal life. So how and where do we even start? Well, um, what I would like to do is just get right down to the very basics, get right down to the, the lowest level of faith and let's define it and look at it. Uh, but, you know, I believe the first step that we all have to do as individuals is to pray for God to give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of His Word and then dive into His Word and renew our minds as it calls for in Romans 12 too. So let's pray right now as we begin our journey today. Father God, we come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your many blessings that you have given us. We thank you for your word. And we pray that you will open our eyes so that we may see and open our ears that we may hear your word. Father, renew our minds. Give us knowledge. Give us wisdom and understanding now as we study your word and the topic of faith. Amen and amen. So let's look at Romans 12 and uh, verse 2. King James Version says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The New Living Translation says it like this, 
Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, this immediately brings another question. How do we do this? How do we renew our minds? How do we transform into a new person and change the way we think? You know, the Bible says, let God transform you. First and foremost, you must accept Jesus in your life as your Lord and Savior. Uh, you must become a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you're not a Christian, you may be thinking, yeah, I'm not so sure about that right now. You're you just maybe you'd be listening to learn about faith, you know, but not necessarily interested in becoming a Christian. Well, that's fine. Uh, stay with us and just listen through here and learn some about faith. If you're not currently a Christian and you're wondering how to accept Christ, well, the good news is it's very simple. You simply make a choice to take your first step of faith. You confess Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You must believe that He bore your sins upon the cross and died and rose from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God. Now, if you're not a Christian and you want to surrender your life to God right now, pray this prayer with me and truly believe in your heart. Father God, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus, your son, died on the cross and paid the price for my sins. I believe that he rose from the dead and is seated at your right hand. Thank you, Father, for cleansing me of my sins and receiving me into your kingdom. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you truly believed on Jesus in your heart, you now have eternal life in Christ Jesus. You've been made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Your wonderful journey is just beginning, and I want to welcome you to the family of Christ Jesus. Now, let's go back to this question. How do we renew our minds and let God transform us into a new person by changing the way we think? Well, this is done by daily reading and hearing God's Word, the preached Word, and by spending time in prayer and seeking God. And as we do this, it's important that we recognize and understand that words have meanings and words are powerful. Not to insult anyone's intelligence, but we also need to understand that the Bible was originally written in the language of Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, not in English. Each word, regardless of the language it was written in, has a meaning. The Old Testament was primarily written in Hebrew. The books of Daniel and Ezra were written in biblical Aramaic and the New Testament in Greek. Therefore, the original texts we read in the Bible in English or in any other language were translated into English or the other language. So when translating from Hebrew or Greek to English, there are occasions where the Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek word can hold multiple meanings. And these words were translated into English words as accurately as possible by scholars. You know, the most famous version is the King James Version, which was commissioned by King James I in 1604, and was completed and published in 1611. And 47 scholars worked to translate from the original text into the English King James Version of 1611. Now, as of today, there are more than 450 English translations of the Bible. So as we look and study, I'll refer to several different translations, usually beginning with the King James as a reference point, but not always. And i I want to add that, you know, you should carefully research the version of the Bible that you choose to use. Some of the new translations seem to paraphrase the original text and in some cases actually change the meaning of the original words that were used. So what is faith? It's often just take it for granted that we all know and understand what the word faith means. But do we? 
So let's take an in-depth look at the word faith, both the English definition and the Greek word and definition as used in the New Testament in the Bible. Now, the English word faith used in the Bible was translated from the Greek word pistis, which is spelled P-I-S-T-I-S, and it's used 244 times in the New Testament. So this would seem to be a word that holds great importance to God. Now, I don't want to bore you through this, but just stick with me and let's look at these word definitions. The definition of the English word faith by Merriam-Webster, 1A, an allegiance to duty or a person, loyalty, as in lost faith in the company's president, fidelity to one's promises, sincerity of intentions, acted in good faith. Definition two, uh, belief and trust in loyalty to God, belief in the traditional doctrines of a religion, firm belief in something for which there is no proof, clinging to the faith that her missing son would one day return, complete trust. Definition three, something that is believed, especially with strong conviction, especially a system of religious beliefs, as in the Protestant faith. Now, Merriam-Webster Student Dictionary defines it as devotion to duty or a person, loyalty, the quality of keeping one's promises, belief and trust in and loyalty to God, belief in the doctrines of a religion, firm belief, even in the absence of proof, complete confidence. Now, we said the English word faith was translated from the Greek word pistis. So what's the definition of the Greek word pistis? Well, Strong defines the Greek word pistis as persuasion, credence, moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God or a religious teacher, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation, abstractly, constancy in such profession, by extension, the system of religious truth itself, the gospel truth, assurance, belief, faith, fidelity. Thayer's Greek lexicon defines pistis as conviction of the truth of anything, belief, in the New Testament of a conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, generally with the included idea of trust and holy fervor, born of faith and joined with it, relating to God, the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, relating to Christ, a strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. The religious beliefs of Christians, belief with the predominant idea of trust or confidence, whether in God or in Christ, springing from faith in the same. Fidelity, faithfulness, the character of one who can be relied on. So how does God's word define faith? How does God's word define pistis? We go to Hebrews 11.1, and I will read this uh, verse from several translations so we can get a better understanding of faith as defined by the Bible. The King James Version, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The New International Version, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The English Standard Version, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The New Living Translation, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. The Amplified Version, 
Now, faith is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Why did you hear that one? Let's listen to that. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses, our physical senses being sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. So faith is something that we cannot see, hear, smell, touch, or taste, and believing, comprehending, and fully accepting it as fact, as truth, as completely real as if we could hear, smell, touch, or taste it. Now let's let that, let that just sink in for a minute. And I want to dig in a little deeper. So the King James Version, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Greek word hupostasis is spelled H-U-P-O-S-T-A-S-I-S, is translated as the English words substance, confidence, and assurance, as used in Hebrews 11.1. 1. As in now faith is the hupostasis, the substance, the confidence, the assurance of things hoped for. So what is the definition of the Greek word hypostasis. Strong's defines hypostasis as a setting under support, figuratively, concretely, essence or abstractly, assurance, confidence, confident, person, substance. Thayer's Greek lexicon defines hypostasis as a setting or placing under, thing put under, substructure, a foundation, that which has a foundation is firm, that which is, has actual existence, a substance, real being, the substantial quality, nature of a person or thing, the steadfastness of mind, firmness, courage, resolution, confidence, firm trust, assurance. So faith is the hypostasis, the substance, the confidence, the assurance, the foundation, which has actual existence of things hoped for. We're going to look a little closer. The Greek word elegos is translated into the English words evidence, conviction, and assurance. And elegos is E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. Now, Strong's defines it as proof, conviction, evidence. Thayer's Greek lexicon defines elegos as a proof, that by which a thing is proved or tested, a conviction. Thayer's further states, that by which invisible things are proved and we are convinced of their reality. So faith is the hypostasis, the substance, the confidence, assurance, the foundation which has actual existence of things hoped for, the elegos, evidence, conviction, assurance of things not seen. Now we can say it, faith is the substance, the confidence, the assurance, the foundation which has actual existence of things hoped for, the evidence, conviction, proof, assurance, by which invisible things are proved and we are convinced of their reality, as completely real as if we could see, hear, smell, touch, or taste it. Or more simply put as the Amplified says it, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Can you really have faith or believe something to be fact that cannot be experienced by the physical senses? Well, you can't see oxygen in the air, but we're convinced of its reality because it's the essence of life in every breath we breathe. You don't see it, smell it, taste it, hear it, or feel it, yet you know it's there, and you can't live without it. Science has proven oxygen is in the air, so is believing there's oxygen in the air faith. I mean, you believe that what you have been taught and what you've read is true and that oxygen actually exists, as science claims. 
Would you believe there was oxygen in the air if there were no scientific studies to back it up? Now, we know we can believe oxygen exists, though we don't see, hear, smell, touch, or taste it, because we do have the science to back it up. We also have faith that the lights will come on when we flip the light switch, and that the car will start when we turn the key or push the button, that the chair will not collapse when we sit on it. But is this the kind of faith, the same as biblical faith, the God kind of faith? Faith that the lights will come on or the car will start is faith of the flesh, the body and the mind, not the spirit. How do you get the kind of faith we see in the Bible? How can we have the kind of faith Jesus speaks of? What is biblical faith and how does it work? Well, unfortunately, we're already out of time for podcast number one. So please join me for podcast two. And we're going to pick up right here where we left off uh, with these questions again. How do you get the kind of faith we see in the Bible? How can we have the kind of faith Jesus speaks of? What is biblical faith and how does it work? Thank you again for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.